It's for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon for this Friday, January 27, 2023 for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Field & Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright, Spencer, Nick, and Colin. Happy to have you with us. And uh, I guess without further ado, we will do this today. Uh, as if you saw on Facebook yesterday, we are giving away some of our allotment of WVU tickets that are still available. And uh, next Saturday's game against Oklahoma, uh, we've got a set of four and a pair of tickets. Colin, you're going to pick the drawing. We had like 40 people that we're trying to go in for this. Colin, you're going to pick the two people, or the, the pair of tickets winner. All right, I'm picking it right now, and the winner is upside down, so let me flip it over. Tammy McKinney, you are the winner of the two tickets to West Virginia versus Oklahoma Saturday. February we will 4th. post that on the comments. We'll figure out how we get, we will get you the tickets, but again, that's a week away, so uh, just be planning for that, and I will pick the four the four pair or not four pair the the four tickets to next week's WVU Oklahoma game uh and the winner is <laughs> Kent, uh, Kent Waldeck. Oh, Kent Waldeck from Hefley Motor Company. Shout out Kent Waldeck. Uh I'll, we'll get you those uh but so winner of the pair of tickets is who? Tammy McKinney. And the four tickets Kent Waldeck. So Kent will get you those, Tammy will get you those as well. Uh, but let's get into today's show. Colin, show the tickets that the person's going to be winning. Okay, here they are. They're real. Yeah, they are real. Here's the set of four that we'll give out to you later on. But uh, we'll, we got think, two more games to give out. They are weekday games, but we'll give those out on Facebook as well. Uh, we'll talk Mountaineers later in the show, but let's get into it and recap last night's high school girls basketball where Washington rolled over Hedgesville, Colin. Yeah, it was a... Uh fun defensive performance to see by Washington who was able to hold Hedgesville to only two points in total the entire second half and those were both on free throws one from uh, Emma Mason the other from Sinclair for Hedgesville so no field goals in the entire second half for Hedgesville great job by Washington to get the win now eight and eight overall so they're getting uh hot as i said during the interview with coach Rashawn edwards yesterday since the uh last time we saw him when they lost on the road against martinsburg the fall to five and seven they're now three and one in their last four games so it's a team that right now coming down to the home stretch of the regular season is on the right track to potentially be one of those teams to head to the state tournament well, I think the big thing right now is that Washington's healthy. Uh, they were able to, you know, get Rivera in there. Lexi Adams was back from her injury. So, you know, you have your team at full strength, and those two both score 16 points to lead the way from the Patriots. Everybody on the team, though, scored at least two points. So, you know, that's good to see that Washington's getting that balance. I thought the first half, though, wasn't their best basketball. I thought it was a little bit sloppy. You gave up 19 to Hedgesville, who only averages – 
uh, what, 25 points a game, 26 points a game. So, uh, you know, it wasn't a great first half for Washington, but the second half was much better, uh, even though their offense wasn't as good in the second half. Their defense really uh, came out and played well, and really in the fourth quarter too. I mean, it's mainly the second unit out there for Washington. So uh, they kind of took the foot off the gas in terms of, you know, getting their starters a lot of time because, well, a lot of those players are coming off of injuries. And like we said last night, you know, this Washington program doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Uh, they're down to only nine players on the varsity roster, and they don't have a JV team. So, I mean, you can't afford any injuries if you're Washington. So it makes sense that Coach Edwards would rest a lot of his starters there in the second half uh, with the game well in hand. So overall, a good performance for Washington. Uh, Hedgesville obviously still has a while or a, a lot to improve on. And, uh, you know, it was a good first half, though. I think they can take some positives in terms of what they were do off, what they did offensively in the first half, but defensively still have their issues, and the turnovers were still very high. But when they were able to get the ball in the uh, front court in the first half, they at least, um, you know, put up some decent numbers. So I think that that's a positive, but overall, Hedgesville still has a ways to go. Yeah, it, we knew it was going to be a rebuilding year for Hedgesville, as you know, we saw this in football with head coach Matt Faircloth. Uh, it's going to take some time, but it was kind of interesting how things have played out for them this year. And, uh, you know, they've got a, they've got a, a few games left that they can make the best of it over the, reg, the end of the regular season. And there were times where they weren't obviously shooting the ball very well, but there's, you know, you can see some sparks within the game for them. Like they came out in that first half and it seemed to go pretty well for them. They they were keeping it to be a game, but then they didn't score a single point there for a long time in that third quarter. Yeah, and we knew heading into the year it was going to be very tough. I mean, you were replacing Kelly Hours, uh, who was one of the best players in the area last year, you know, a big part of your offense along with Low Max. So, you know, you're replacing the majority of your offense. Uh, and then you have, you know, good athletes on your team, but not players that are necessarily. Uh, you know, used to having to score a lot of points. So, you know, we've seen it be a tough transition, but there is, you know, I think a few bright spots you can take away from last night's game. Yeah, there can. As the Lady Patriots, they're now 8-8 eight and eight and 4-2 and two in the EPAC, while the Lady Eagles fall to 1-13, 0-6 and 13, oh and six in the conference. Washington will take on Spring Mills on Monday. And Spring Mills last night got a big out-of-state victory over Mercersburg Academy out of Pennsylvania. 71-43, the Lady Cardinals now 11-0 on the season. Kyla Dandridge led the way with a double-double, 26 points, 11 assists, and 3 steals. Regan Edsel also had a double-double with 19 points, 14 rebounds. All-around big win for Spring Mills as they go out-of-state to get a win over a private school. Yeah, they keep the undefeated season alive, and I believe I saw on Twitter when they posted about the win the – theme of the night it was uh spreading the wealth it looked like so a lot of players 25 yeah. teams or total assists for the team yeah so that's a New way record. to get the job done they keep finding ways to win no matter what the scenario is and that's what you like to see from a team so yeah hopefully it is that continues and uh now we'll transition to what we'll have tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube. That's EPAC Boys Hoops Action as Martinsburg hosts Jefferson. We'll have pregame for you around 7 p.m. with tip all set for 7.30. We saw the game earlier in the year at Jefferson where Martinsburg fell. Jefferson just coming off of a big win over Spring Mills on Tuesday, which we had for you on the TV as well. Uh, but it's big game tonight for Martinsburg. If they can somehow sneak out a win, they'll, they'll keep themselves in the mix. You just mentioned that last time that we had these guys play 
on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, it was Jefferson getting the win, but you remember at the end of the first half, it was actually Martinsburg yes. in the lead. However, if Jefferson plays the way they do uh, Tuesday when we saw him beat up on Spring Mills, I don't think anybody in this area and maybe a very few teams in the entire state of West Virginia would be able to compete with Jefferson if they play the way they did on Tuesday, and I think they get the job done tonight against Martinsburg, who overall has been struggling this year. Yeah, it ended up being a double-digit loss for the Bulldogs, but they were certainly in that game, you know, really late into the third quarter. So Martinsburg has the talent. It's pretty clear that they have good enough athletes, you know, that they can at least compete with Jefferson for, you know, a half or so. We saw it against Morgantown. They competed with them for a quarter. Um and into the second quarter for a little bit too. So uh, there is some talent on this Martinsburg team, but they still have these issues of uh, I think their defense and rebounding needs to improve. It's been pretty consistent that that's been one of the big issues for them all year. Um, and also if teams do, you know, focus on Avion Blackwood, how do your younger players uh, get rolling in the offense? How do they kind of contribute in ways so clearly though has the talent that if they want to play at their highest level uh to beat everybody you know in the epac maybe not you know hedgesville consistently because hedgesville did knock them off but i also think that was just a really poor performance for jefferson that maybe woke them up a little bit that they aren't going to necessarily dominate everybody but i think they have the talent that they can come out and win this game by 15 or more uh maybe even 20 tonight but it's going to come down to, you know, are they going to be playing their top game? Do they stay out of foul trouble and stuff like that? But Martinsburg also, I think, has the ability to make this closer than you would think yeah. because they did that in the first half last time, and they do have some talented kids on that roster. It's just, you know, can they keep the consistency? Can they play, you know, good defense? Can they hustle, rebound, and, you know, play a tough game against a – really good Jefferson team so we'll just have to wait and see but uh it's definitely always an intriguing matchup when these two teams get together get together a lot of history big rivalry so uh from that standpoint it should be an interesting game and Martinsburg's playing at home so hopefully they get a good home crowd yeah definitely and uh, we'll go over the rest of the games uh in the area tonight and tomorrow with area teams and then I'll have you guys pick the most intriguing game you can't pick the same one though uh, so elsewhere around the EPAC tonight, Hedgesville hosts Washington. Then tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon, Hedgesville will travel to Berkeley Springs. Uh, tonight, Spring Mills hosts University. And in the girls' side, Musselman travels to Morgantown for a game tonight. Jefferson plays in a tournament with Winfield tonight and Oak Hill tomorrow. And on the girls' side to finish it up, Martinsburg takes on Fairmont Senior tomorrow afternoon. Most intriguing game of all the games I just said. Colin, go. I think it's uh, the Spring Mills University game that's going on today. Yeah, that will be, be a big a one for non-conference quad game. A. Yeah, you Nick. said a lot of games there. I, I mean, since I can't take the same one as Colin, maybe Morgantown Musselman for girls. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I would say Jefferson one. playing Winfield and Oak Hill just to see how they can play face up against other teams in different parts of the state. That's my pick on there because, you know, obviously they're a team that could potentially be that second team out of this region for girls basketball. Um, Another game that happened last night that we did not report on, uh, Washington fell to Fort Hill out of Maryland 81-47. to 
But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online to deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk uh, WVU hoops. They take on Auburn tomorrow. Shepard will have a men's and women's doubleheader against Cutstown tomorrow. And we get big news this morning out of uh, former Shepard football player who's supposed to play in a game this an all-star senior bowl this weekend, but he's going to play in the big one as well. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WR and our TV 10. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stephen Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. As uh, before we hit basketball, we'll talk uh, the big news that came out about uh, right around 10 o'clock on Twitter. Uh, We've been following kind of his journey over the past few weeks. We had him on the air to talk about what it was going to be to play in this weekend's NFL PA Bowl. Uh, But what are you doing over there, Joe? I called uh, Nick. (laughs) All right. Uh, But uh, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl – Posts on Twitter this morning with a phone call emoji history made. Shepard O. Lyman Joey Fisher got the call up to the Senior Bowl after a strong week at the NFL PA game. Fisher joins his quarterback, Tyson Bajan, in Mobile, making it the first time ever that two 
players from a D2 program are in the game together. That's big. That's big, guys. And as he says at the end, hashtag the draft starts in Mobile. That's big for his draft status. I mean, it's really cool, first of all, that Shepard's going to be on the national stage like that to have uh, you know two guys from Shepard being represented at the Senior Bowl. You know, even though Shepard didn't win the national championship, their players are clearly, you know, getting the recognition that they deserve. And uh, for Joey Fisher in particular, obviously he stood out a lot at the NFLPA Bowl that scouts want to see him at the Senior Bowl. And, and it hasn't uh, even happened yet. And he hasn't even played the game yet. So just in his, you know, practice reps has been really impressive. So it certainly uh, looks to be trending upward for Joey and potentially a guy that could be, uh, you know, drafted here at some point come April uh, for the NFL draft. I think he's definitely, you know, an intriguing prospect. We know he has the size. We know he's been playing all five lineman positions uh, at the NFL pay, PA Bowl. So the more versatile he is, the better his draft stock is. And, uh, you know, a guy that's got the size already so i think there's a lot of things that make him an intriguing prospect and uh this opportunity not only tomorrow but uh at the senior bowl next week is really good opportunity for joey and it will be cool to see both him and tyson uh, on the field together all week yeah it's awesome to see this for joey fisher fisher excuse me so congratulations to him a guy that grew up right down the road at clear spring high school in maryland a single a school now getting to go into the reese's senior bowl and it's great for Shepard too because as spencer you just said from the tweet history's been made it's the first time two teammates from a division two school will get to play together in the senior bowl so it's not ferris state that's got to do that not colorado school of the mines the big d2 schools that you think of it's now shepherd university a small school in shepherdstown west virginia that gets to have that history so it's great to see and we got to see him in practice so far saw a video earlier this week of joey manhandling uh this one defensive guy <laughs> from crazy tennessee and it, it was impressive to see that and that's just one play of the many spectacular plays that he's probably made there in practice and it just adds to his resume that we got to see throughout this year for him. So it's going to be great to see next week uh, him getting to protect Tyson Bajan, uh potentially one final time. Yeah, and that's cool. And um, he's also, if he, what? What do you point? Oh, Gerald, you got some point? Oh, um. I didn't know you had a point. Can I? Oh, um. From that clip that I saw on Twitter, um, Joey looks like he fits right in, like size-wise, oh, uh, yeah. athletic-wise. So, it doesn't even look like he's a D2 athlete. It looks like he's, you know, just another O-lineman, same size, same skill set, all that. So, just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, it is interesting, too, because you look at the rosters for this NFL PA Bowl. He gets to block this weekend for Ronnie Brown, and then, is it next weekend? Yeah, he gets to block for Tyson. That's pretty cool in games that you're celebrating what you've done in college and you're going to be able to potentially do it the next level uh, because we saw Ronnie Brown after he declared for the draft a couple weeks later that the NFL PA Bowl invite came and then now we see a week before the Senior Bowl that the Senior Bowl invite comes for Joey Fisher. So how all this has worked out is pretty cool and the pure fact that they'll be on the same team makes it really cool. Both times. Well, we I guess we don't technically know about Joey Fisher and Tyson Bajan yet because we don't know the T 
teams for the Senior Bowl. Yeah, they've changed it from the old North-South. Yeah. It's like the national team and the American team or something like that. That's for the PA Bowl. I'm looking at the rosters right now. So the PA, the team, Joey and Ronnie, are on the national team, head coached by Eddie George, which is pretty cool. That is cool. I'll have to look at the Senior Bowl, see if they have the rosters out yet. But uh, all in all. Team chocolate, team peanut butter type deal. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool. But the Senior Bowl next Saturday at 1.30, I believe the NFL PA Bowl is tomorrow night on NFL Network at 6 p.m. Um, I don't know if they have the rosters based upon, yeah, I don't, I don't see. It's National American for them as well. Oh, okay, there you go. That's pretty big. I knew I knew what I was talking about, Spencer. I didn't say you didn't. Uh, you questioned me. Do they One have the teams to out? The Nick Verzellini side? Do they uh, have They the, do, yeah. So... I'll, the national I'll team. You guys can national team has Tyson, I believe. No, it has Joey Fisher, but I don't think it has Tyson Bajan. So they won't be playing together. Uh, I that only needs see. to get fixed. Yeah, definitely change the team. Make yeah, a trade. I see, I see Joey's right. on the national team, and that means Tyson would be on the American team. Hold on, I request a trade, Jim Nagy. Where is it? Now I don't even see the Shepherd logo on the other team. I am a real American. <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. He's not on the roster. I saw Tyson on there the the, the other day. Hmm. I'm I'm losing it right now, I guess. But I don't see him right now. You've been well. losing it for a long time. We just haven't told you. Wow. Yeah, I don't see him on the roster now. Maybe he got traded to the national. Maybe they haven't decided the quarterbacks yet. That could be. Maybe. Uh. That looks to that looks be to accurate. be accurate because I don't see any don't on either roster. So there we go. All right, well, that's Problem been determined. Solved. Hopefully, then they'll be on the same roster. But that's big. I, I think personally that they could both play on the same team. I mean, it's definitely cool, and uh, you know, to see them be teammates again would definitely uh, be fun. I'm sure for those guys, one last kind of hoorah run together out there on the field. So. You know, Shepard's definitely uh, getting that national recognition and definitely a good reason to play your football at Shepard University. Yeah. A lot of commits coming in. We did see this morning that Eric King was offered to be a tight end at Shepard, another Martinsburg uh, player that has been offered to Shepard, another Panhandle player offered to Shepard. I mean, that's like five or six this week. Yeah, it's cool to see. It'll be interesting to see how he uh, fares at that tight end position because remember throughout high school he was running back slash a fullback fullback defensive end age back and never yeah. really saw him line up as a tight end but for he's got that Martinsburg, but but he has the build and through time there at Shepard with the strength and conditioning that the Rams have I, th- I think he can become a pretty solid tight end potentially yeah he could definitely be like a Michael McCook type yeah uh, maybe like a fullback tight end combo, Dustin or yeah, Dustin Fisher. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll obviously have all this coverage when uh, a lot of these Eastern Panhandle teams make their commit or Eastern Panhandle players make their commitments. Hopefully, quite a few to Shepherd University. But let's move on. Let's talk WVU basketball uh, as they kind of take a, a little leave from conference play this week to play in the Big 12 SEC Challenge tomorrow. They host Auburn at noon. You can tune in on the radio right here, 106.5 FM AM 740, beginning at 11 AM with the pregame show for the Mountaineer Sports Network and tip at noon as number 15 Auburn comes into the Coliseum tomorrow. Uh, it should be an interesting game, Colin. 
Yeah, hopefully it's a win for WVU getting to host a ranked team. I haven't beat a ranked team uh, yet, so hopefully that they're able to do so. Auburn, a solid SEC program. It's been a fun uh, 10 years. I think this is the final year of the Big 12 SEC challenge since it's the 10th year. I don't know if they've well, they renewed, renewed the it, contract. they're going to renew the contract or if they're going to try to flip and go against a different conference i don't know what the ncaa does but this should be a uh fun one and it's a special weekend for uh wvu because not only it's the uh big 12 sec challenge i believe it's tonight right that's the yes that's fry. what i heard last night so, on the bob huggins show yep, the, the fish bob fry. huggins fish fry tonight uh to raise hopefully two and a half million dollars i believe is the goal this year and the who's the guest? guest is charles barkley oh yeah and i remember you saying that yeah, i forgot there for a former auburn star yeah. nba legend charles well we see barkley. tony caridi ask if i hope tony brings, brings the dog brings charles, charles barkley to meet charles yeah that'd be funny we'll have to have, you'll to have to text I'll, him and ask i'll, I'll text tony and Make yeah, sure you'll, you'll figure that out for right. us. We'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, but WVU action tomorrow, fifth team in the country, and it's the Big 12 SEC Challenge weekend. Uh, that, I believe, is the first game on the docket in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Uh, the second game will be uh, number two Alabama at Oklahoma. That's set for 2 p.m. Uh, on ESPN. So that'll be immediately after the West Virginia game. Then on ESPN 2, also at 2, number 12 Iowa State at Missouri. Um, what other games going on here in the uh, number 11 TCU at Mississippi State, Arkansas at number 17 Baylor? Um, what else? SEC Big 12. Number oh, this should be an intriguing matchup. Number 10 Texas at number four Tennessee in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Florida at number five Kansas State, and uh, rounds out the Big 12 SEC Challenge at 8 p.m. on ESPN. Number nine Kansas at Kentucky. Kentucky, not the team that they usually are, but still. Going to a Kentucky, going to face Kentucky at Rupp Arena is always hard. They're eleven and one at home, but this should be a good slate of a Big Twelve SEC challenge for the tenth year. Colin, yeah, it will be a fun one. Uh, the other one that I'm really intrigued in is Kansas, Kentucky. Yeah, just because those are two blue blood schools really going up against each other, and then I guess uh, just to throw it out there, o- Oklahoma getting to host Alabama to see if Alabama maybe even though it's against a lesser Big 12 opponent, can compete outside the SEC right now, a team that's looking like a number one seed. So if Alabama's able to stop Oklahoma, that'll put more belief in the SEC, right? Should be a football game. Should be. I I think so, too. Oklahoma, Alabama. It's at Oklahoma. so Next year it'll be an SEC game. That's true. Yeah. All right, let's move on. The uh, Shepard will be at home tomorrow for a doubleheader against Cutstown will begin at 1 p.m. with the women's game. Uh, Cutstown women come into this game at 9 and 10, 7 and 6 in the conference. Excuse me, they have lost three in a row. They are 4 and, excuse me, 4 and 5 on the road. Shepherd women obviously 0 and 18, 0 and 13 in the conference. Um, it's going to be a tough one tomorrow, but it could be a closer game comparatively to what happened on Wednesday at Shippensburg. Yeah, it should be closer than the ship game, but again, you know, Shepard, I mean, 0-18, it's hard to 
I guess, see them getting a win against anybody at this point, that you'd be at least saying that they'd be the favorites. So it's going to take a lot. But playing at home could help potentially, and cuts down is on that three-game losing streak. So I'm not sure if that helps Shepard or if it hurts him more because cuts down would be more hungry for the win potentially. So it's have to wait and see. And, I mean, it does seem like Shepard's had a few close games here against some of the lower tier teams in the conference but Kutztown's kind of a mid-tier so it will probably be a pretty tough game for the Rams I agree even though I still want to have some confidence that we'll finally get to see a win for this women's team but that does continue to obviously dwindle throughout the year and each time they lose now at 0-18 makes it even tougher to have the confidence in them but getting to play at home Sydney Bowles with a 11 point game last time continues to become healthier and healthier it seems like as the uh, past few games have went on so hopefully being at home they can maybe light a spark and this time put together a full four quarters and maybe squeak out a win somehow yeah and then moving over to the men's side obviously Shepard men's 10 and 9 7 and 6 in the conference they have lost two straight uh they're even they're at 500 on the home, at home and on the road, 4-4 four and four at home, 5-5 five and five on the road. Uh, this Cutstown team comes in, though, to this game at 5-13, five 5-8 and five and in the conference. They've lost five straight, and they're 2-5 and five on the road. So it's a pretty uh, good contest that I think Shepard could dominate in. Hopefully, after two uh, close losses, they're able to bounce back against a team that, even though is struggling in Cutstown, right behind them in the east division even though it's by i believe either a game and a half or two games i didn't fully total it out but it's a winnable game for Shepard. hopefully they have a good crowd on hand i know i think i saw that the band's going to be there cheerleaders and they're really trying to get a lot of people there for the games tomorrow so hopefully a uh rowdy environment can help you going with dylan tomorrow i don't think so no yeah all right the only basketball game i was debating on Going to was uh, Hedgesville Berkeley Springs tomorrow, but since that's the You're same not, hold time up, as the hold NFL, up, be able. Hold up, you're free to tomorrow. We don't ha- we don't play, and you did not find a way to make it up to Morgantown tomorrow. I was looking at tickets honestly, but since our tickets were one already gone and two, uh, still looking to be a little bit too pricey for my liking for where the seats were for tomorrow's game. Ah, okay. Yeah. I just figured we had a free weekend and it's a big yeah. game. I, I, I was debating on it. And it's the first Friday night, so there'll be a lot of people in town. I just yeah. figured. All right. Just well, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store. What, Nick? You said it was a Friday night game. No, it's it is Saturday game. Saturday game. Did I? Oh, I meant, I meant we have a Friday, Saturday off. Excuse me. No. All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Arsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family-owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hackwell's Way or go to Orsini's.com. For more on the side of this break, we'll break down and give our predictions for Sunday's NFC and AFC Conference Championships. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way 
or at OrCDs.com. The Larry DeMarco team at Modern Realty Results believes buying a new home requires a dedicated team that cares about your needs and concerns. Our experienced team is from the area, and we care about this community because it is our home as well. Whether it's a $30,000 home or a $3 million home, we will be hands-on and invested throughout the entire process. Thinking of buying or selling in West Virginia? We've got the tri-state area covered. Are you the kind of man who insists on seeing results? Well, I'm Lori from Bechtel Jewelers, and I have good news for you. When you surprise her with a Valentine's gift from Bechtel Jewelers, you're going to see the results you insist on. As soon as you hand her a little box from Bechtel Jewelers, you'll see her face soften. Her eyes will start to sparkle. Her mouth opens just a little bit. You hear that sweet inhale that says how surprised she is, and that's before she opens it. And when she does, you're going to feel those results. Her arms wrapped around you and a warm kiss. And you'll hear those results as she says, thank you. And I love you, honey. Yes, if you're one of those men who insist on seeing results, you'll see the results all right, and you'll feel them, and you'll hear them when your Valentine's Day gift is from Bechtel Jewelers, Route 11 South in Inwood. And by the way, our gifts start at just $25, gift wrap just the way women love. Come see us for her Valentine's gift, and you'll see those results. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Colin, we're on the air. Stop talking. I was just saying that I asked a question for Nick on his behalf. All right. What was the question? To Caridi. Oh, yeah. We got an answer. Yeah, um, Charles Barkley, the dog of the Creedy family, will not be meeting the actual Charles Barkley. I, Dang, I was that's to a help, great opportunity. I, I was trying to help Charles Barkley PR. I wanted Charles Barkley to become the uh, number two most popular dog in the state of West Virginia, obviously behind Baby Dog. Baby Dog. But it's not happening. Would have been interesting. But I'm going to keep trying just for Charles Barkley. Yeah. Uh, why is it, though? What did, what did Andrew Creedy say in your text back? Because they're afraid that um, other people that have dogs named Charles Barkley have tried ah, to do the same thing and they don't want to be mainstream. That does make sense. They yeah. want to be their own person. Oh, I yeah. get that. I get that, Andrew. Makes they're, sense. They're in fear that Charles Barkley probably has had enough of that charade that, hey, you're yeah. Charles Barkley. Here's Charles Barkley, and it's a dog. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our conference championship breakdown. You can tune into it all here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, AM 740, beginning Sunday at 2.30 with the NFL Today uh, postseason pregame coverage at 3 p.m. If you want to watch it, it'll also be on Fox, but we've got it all here for you to listen to. Uh, 3 p.m. kickoff between the 49ers at the Eagles. At home, Philly gets the favorite here. Two and a half is the favorite, and the over-under set at 46 uh, it shall be an intriguing game, to say the least, in this game uh, between these two quarterbacks. has happened before. We mentioned it on Monday. It happened in college as both them, both of Jalen Hurts and uh, Brock Purdy squared off in college. But, uh, Colin, we'll start with your prediction and just give your take on the game. I think it's going to be a uh, really fun game to watch. I think it's the biggest game for Brock Purdy's NFL career every next game is a big game this one though i I feel like is even more obviously because it's 
trip to the Super Bowl on the line on the road against Philadelphia, the most whatever you want to put adjective in front of this fan base in the NFL. When you go to Philly, you know it's basically anything's not off limits, I guess is where I'm trying to go with this fan base. And both teams offensively have done great jobs getting the job done. Defensively, I think I still give a slight edge to the 49ers defense, even though Philly's defense is still really good as well. Jalen Hurts looked healthy last week in the butt whooping against the Giants. I still think, though, I might lean towards the 49ers. Potentially in overtime, honestly. I could see it coming down to just a gold field goal because he's been clutch in the postseason for the 49ers throughout his career. So I think that's what I'm going to go with. All right, Nick. Well, a rookie quarterback has never started the Super Bowl, and it won't happen this week to get a rookie quarterback into the Super Bowl. Well, the Bowl. Super Bowl is not this week. I know. But Purdy is starting this week, and obviously he, if he wins, unless he gets hurt, he'll be starting next week as well. Or in two weeks, I should say. But I like the Eagles. That's what I was trying to say there is that I don't think that the 49ers will win this game. I think Philadelphia looked the best that any team in the NFC has looked in the postseason potentially last week against the Giants. I know the Giants – aren't nearly in the same category as San Francisco, right? I mean, San Francisco has a much more talented team around Purdy. Uh, They have arguably the best running back in the NFL in Christian McCaffrey. Barkley is pretty close, though, um, if you want to compare those two teams. But just like receiver-wise, San Francisco is way better. Defensively, they're somewhat close. But, I mean, the 49ers are better than the Giants' defense. So, you know, that does play a factor. But I just think the Eagles – have been the best team in the NFC all year, and I think that continues on Sunday, and they go on to the Super Bowl um, with Jalen Hurts. Gerald? I like what Nick had to say. I believe Jalen Hurts is going to show up. I'm ready to see it. I'm all here for it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with the 49ers on the road. I just think that defense is really, really, really good. And uh, sadly, I think that means – the latter half, this has nothing to do with the game, but I think D'Amico Ryans becomes a head coach somewhere this offseason. Uh, but I think the Eagles, or excuse me, the 49ers win, and it's it's a narrow victory, maybe a field goal game at the end. But I don't see this being more than – I think that, that that line is set very well. I think it's I think you take the over there, and it's a, it's a field goal game at the end coming down to the bitter end of the game. Uh, I think it is the 49ers advancing to the Super Bowl, and it'll be the first time a rookie quarterback will start the Super Bowl – uh, let's move on to the 6.30 matchup on CBS or right here on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 7.40 as the Chiefs host the Bengals. Chiefs, this this game literally might be even, uh, but the Chiefs get the home field advantage and they're favored by one. The over-under set at 47.5. Colin, we'll start with you. Biggest storyline is, is Patrick Mahomes 100%, right? That's I believe what everybody's so. been wondering this week after that high ankle sprain. Will he be... 100 percent and even if he's not 100 percent if he's at let's say 80 percent is that still enough for the Chiefs to get the win and I think I might be in the minority here I'm gonna say no I like the way that the Bengals have really been playing even though they just barely got by against the Ravens 
it was a crazy way that they got the win, and some would say a lucky way they got the win, but the way they played last week and absolutely dominated the Buffalo Bills and every facet of the game from start to finish. I like the way this team's playing. Patty Mahomes has not beaten Joe Burrow in the NFL yet, and I don't think it happens on, I think, the Bengals get the win, and it's going to be by a touchdown this time. I think Kansas City wins, but I'm not super confident in it. But I think you mentioned there Burrow, you know, undefeated against Mahomes. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things that lean towards Cincinnati in that way, that they've been the hottest team in the NFL. But I just think Kansas City playing at home at Arrowhead, uh, the Bengals are a very cocky team, and I think they might. That's what I like about them. Go in and be overconfident in this one and Kansas City gets the win. Gerald? I don't think the Bengals are going to be denied this year. Um, last year in the Super Bowl, uh, things happened. What happened, happened. I think Joe Burrow is going to come out on top. I want to see him get his redemption this year in the Super Bowl, so I'm going with the Bengals. That's the last thing I want to see, Gerald. Yeah. That's the last thing? Don't get mad because beat the Ravens, bro. I just don't like the Bengals, dude. <laughs> Nothing about him. I don't like Joe Burrow. I think he's he's a great quarterback. Uh, he's cocky. Joe I don't like his, don't like his attitude. I, I, this is a tough game to pick, and the line says it all at one. Uh, but I do think again we got another close game. But I think it comes down to the play of of Travis Kelsey being able to get get some uh, you know check down plays that he turns into incredible plays or incredible catches that he makes down the field. Uh, and, and Pat Mahomes' incredible sidearm throws, like we see him. I did see video this week uh, from one of the reporters who, instead of at the end of the press conference when he came in, you know, you're usually recording up here, you know, usually recording, you know, right here. He took his phone and started recording his legs to see how he would walk because of his high ankle sprain, which I don't think is a high ankle sprain the way that he has been acting. And I don't think you can act like something doesn't hurt. You can't limp and walk up steps. I think that's where you... He looked fine. Yeah, based on what I've heard, the injury seems to be a lot better than they initially thought. Yeah. So I think so, it's pretty much a fully healthy Patrick Mahomes, and therefore the Chiefs are going to win this game. I agree with you on that, Nick. I think the Chiefs do win the game. And uh, you can hear it all on Talk Rated WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 from Westwood One. Coverage begins at 2 p.m. 2.30 p.m. with a 3 p.m. kickoff for the NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Eagles. And then 6.30 It'll take you right to, I believe, another more pregame coverage, in-between coverage, and then it'll get you to the Bengals-Chiefs game at 6.30. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by uh, uh, Parsons Ford. Excuse me, Parsons Ford, located at 1400 Shepherdstown Road in Martinsburg, or online at ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll begin to wrap things up. We'll talk about a topic we haven't gotten to all week. That's uh, the MLB Hall of Fame. We'll also talk Caps. They played the Pens last night in what was a very good game and a normal Caps Pens game. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. I was so alive, never been more free. Fired up my daddy's lighter and we sang. With 
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. When you are looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old world jewelers for a new age. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Friday January 27th, 2023, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. Stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright. And uh, let's talk about some topic that's been on our on our call sheet, on our sheet for to talk about almost all week. But uh, we have not had the time to get to it for whatever reason based upon the other topics. That is the MLB Hall of Fame. One player will go into the MLB Hall of Fame, and that is Scott Rowland. He's been elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame, sneaking over the threshold by the narrowest of margins. He's one of the game's great third basemen, and he got 76.3% of the ballot cast in his sixth year of eligibility to earn enshrinement honors. Just missing was former Colorado Rockies first baseman Todd Helton, who received support of 72.2% in his ballot. Thank you, Nick. Apologize for those people watching on TV 10 that cannot hear. Uh, Fix that issue, though. Uh, as we're talk, finally talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame, Scott Rowland has been elected to that Hall of Fame by the narrowest margin, 76.3%. Todd Helton missed it by about 3 or about 2.8 percent. You have to have the 75 threshold. Uh, there was none, in the, uh, no one other on that list. That includes Andrew Jones, 
Um, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Andy Pettit, uh, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, and Francisco Rodriguez. Uh, that's among the people that were on the list, along with Carlos Beltran, that did not make the whole. Think about the, uh, Scott Rowland making it over a guy like Todd Helton. Congrats to uh, Scott Rowland on. Colin, say how you in. really feel. Don't uh, say no, don't worry, to Scott Rowland. He's it's not still listening. Congrats to Scott Rowland, whether you think he deserves to be in or not. My bone to pick is with the voters for the. MLB Hall of Fame and what vendetta they have to make a laughing stock out of the MLB Hall of Fame needs to end over the past few years. This is getting absolutely ridiculous in that they feel like they get to do whatever they want. They don't have to release their votes. They can pick, choose whatever year it is, who's in, who's not, based on criteria that they're putting in the makeup it's absolute bs i hate it they are ruining the sport they are making the mlb hall of fame an absolute joke compared to all of the other hall of fames what other league do you know that will only have one person going into a hall of fame in a class there is none period end of story speaking to the back of the room fixed it is a joke who's gonna go see this Cooperstown, the biggest day of the year is when they have the Hall of Fame ceremony and it's honoring one dude. Nobody's showing up to it. I feel bad for Cooperstown. This needs to be fixed. Well, I mean, Nick, your turn. Yeah, Philadelphia fans, St. Louis fans might show up to it to see Scott Rowland get in. But in my opinion, Scott Rowland's not a Hall of Famer. He doesn't have, he only has just over 2,000 hits. I mean, it used to be a requirement that you had to get, well, not a requirement, but people usually looked for at least 3,000 career hits, and, and Rollins not there. Uh, you know, he had a good prime at, at one point, but to me, he's just not a Hall of Famer. And I'm, in my opinion, I've always felt like the steroid era players should get in because, I mean, they were Same. entertaining players. They were uh, – you look at the numbers. I know their numbers were elevated, but it was at a time where it was the steroid era. Most players were using steroids. So how elevated were they? I don't know. But I think A-Rod and Ramirez should have been the guys in if you were going to elect players that were still eligible. And, of course, Barry Bond should have been in years ago. Pete Rose should have got in. Uh, but baseball has their unwritten rules, so the guys that are friendly to the media and people like uh, get in, and, and that's Scott Rowland's one of those guys. But the fact that only one guy got in, very surprising to me. I thought at least Todd Heldon would get in. I thought yeah, his I career thought was would. better than Rowland personally. Uh, if you're going to just elect people that aren't considered to be steroid users, so I guess he he's out because he played in Colorado and, and the uh, elements are too. <laughs> you're good automatically him. disqualified. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't get it. But I mean, guys that are like legends from our childhood were Ramirez and uh, A Rod. They should be in. Never, and they probably won't be because I never looked up to Scott Rowland as a baseball <laughs> player and said, "Yeah, that's a guy I want to be like one day." I mean, he was he was good. Don't get me wrong, very good player, but not great. And I think if you have to question if the guy was great, he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with everything you say between you and 
Nick, you, and Colin saying there. But that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Caps get a big win last night in this shootout. Nicholas Backstrom, just a few games back into the season for him. He gets the game winner in the shootout. Then Evgeny Malkin misses the next shot. So the Capitals win 3-2 in the extra, or excuse me, in the shootout. Uh, and then tomorrow, so tomorrow at noon on Talk Radio WRNR, you can tune in to WVU Basketball for the Big 12 SEC Challenge against Auburn. Then tomorrow night at 745, pregame coverage for the Wizards begins Sunday. The NFL game began at 2.30 p.m., 3 p.m. kickoff for the NFC, 6.30 kickoff for the AFC. And then tonight on Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, EPAC Hoops, Jefferson at Martinsburg, 7 p.m. pregame, 7.30 tip. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern, Gerald Wright. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you on Monday and tonight at the game. The Martinsburg Bulldogs play here only on Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg.